0: New York New York big city of dreams. I'm coming coming straight out, out. New York New York big city of Dreams
1: NYC What's going on, this is Jayless from Nick of Time Show. Here to give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And you know what I'm here to do, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm here to do today? I'm here to be annoying, I damn because Frank Lilikina <laughs> almost caught a body. The Knicks win. We beat the Orlando Magic. Now, granted, you know, they're they're struggling. They're missing some players. They're kind of a lottery team right now, but I don't care because we were missing our own players, and we beat the Orlando Magic, and we're back to 500. 94 to 93, so you know what that means. If you're watching this show, it means I hit the gunshots, damn it. I hit the gunshots, let's go. <laughs> let's go Julius Randle with a triple double 18 points 17 assists 10 rebounds and a steal Alec Burke starts today 21 points 10 rebounds 2 assists RJ Barrett 17 points 9 rebounds 1 assist in 41 minutes didn't really rest Frank Nilla 13 points Two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, and locked up some guy named Aaron Gordon. Who's supposed to be like five feet taller than he is. I don't understand it. And Reggie Bullock hits you with 20 points, three assists, three steals, and three rebounds. We getting into this game. We're going to have some fun. Frank Hive, stand up. We still here. Nick's Hive, let's go. Everybody stand up, man. Nick's won the game. We are over 500. No, we're at 500. And we're going to talk about it, all right? So let's have some fun tonight. But before we get into the game, let me introduce my guys. First and foremost, we already have. If you if you are a number, if you are a long-standing KOT follower, you already know who this guy is. And also, you know, if you're on the Knicks Twitter and you're just on YouTube perusing through the Knicks YouTube streets, you already know who this guy is as well. It is my guy Terry
0: from NYK Terry and Trey. Frank Hive, we back. I'm back. What's up? Thanks for having me. Glad to be here, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we, win last night. we needed it, so let's talk about it.
1: Let's talk about it. And of course, you already know who this guy is as well. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the
2: facts. Ryan G is in the building. Glad to be back. Was on a little hiatus, but I'm back. Mm-hmm. Damn right he's in this building. All right. And let me know,
1: how's the sound? Because some people say, yo, my, your sound is a little low, J. Ellis. Mm-hmm. If the sound is good, hit me with the one. If it's not good, hit me with the two. And we'll get this thing started, all right? Sound, 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 check, check one, check two, check three. I already know the Frank hive is ready. I already know the Frank sound is working correctly. I already know that. I already know that's working. <laughs> All right, now let's get into it. Let's get into it, Terry. So we we have, we started off the game with a surprise starter, right? Because we've been starting with, you know, of course we know Frank Delacchino is starting. There's no Emmanuel quickly. there's no Derek Rose. Frank Delacchino is starting. The last time he started, he was taking out quickly because he wasn't performing well. So, you know, people were all, all really nervous. They were kind of nervous about his starting. and But also people were surprised that Alec Burks started alongside of him. So to start off this conversation, what did you think of this weird starting lineup that Tom Thibodeau just trotted out at the last minute with like an hour
0: before the game? <laughs> yeah. Listen, it worked. I think, <laughs> um, I think he basically saw Frank was just in a hole for a couple of games, just struggling looking really uncomfortable out there. I was actually pretty disappointed because the entire time I'm thinking Frank last year around this time, around January, February, March, Mm -hmm. who he was looking like as a backup point guard was way better than what he was looking like, you know, since the All-Star break. Absolutely. Looking out there like a, like a, he looked worse than rookie year sometimes, right? He just didn't look comfortable. So I, I feel like what's happened, he's probably been playing off ball so much at this point, like Tim's probably, you know, before these injuries, wasn't getting any PG reps. Mm-hmm. And a guy like Frank probably needs to feel more warm because I'm like, he looks like he's never played a position before. No, but you're right. That's why Burks comes in, right? I think he just noticed he needed another ball handler out there. We saw in uh, I think the game before the game before that where we had that uh, little run where we went down like 14-2 against Philly. Right. Um, when Frank was out there, I don't think he was all Frank or anything, but I think he just noticed Frank needs some help. The ball handling department, the shot creation department, Having Burks out there, having Frank and Burks share those duties, and RJ as well, it's perfect. With Reggie, it's kind of Reggie's not going to do much, right? Reggie's either going to take the shot or right. try to drive in and then realize he's not going to go in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, like, it's two things going to happen. So, I liked it. It's an adjustment. And it's it's a, it's deeper thinking, which I think is something we've been doing all season long. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Frank was struggling at point guard. Now, there were big calls for Jared Harper. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit, it would be cool to see Harper, too. But I didn't think it was going to happen, just, to be honest with
1: you. I didn't yeah, think it was I mean, happen. <laughs> you're right.
0: You're right. I didn't, I didn't like think it was going to happen either, but I, I could get where it was coming from. Um, but the easy thing is to think, oh, you know, Frank isn't playing well, Swamp in Harper. Tibbs thinks about rounding. He says, look, Frank has giving us something on defense, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he needs a little bit of help there. Maybe we stagger the minutes. You see, Tibbs has gotten a lot better with staggering recently, having RJ with the bench, moving things around. So good move. It worked. We got to see what happens on Sunday because hopefully Rose is back you definitely need him, but uh, listen, the NBA season's long, it's long. You don't yeah. look back at these wins in March like, Man, whatever, I'm so pissed we didn't play that well. Like, you just gotta get through it. We're missing like what four or five guys. Good, let's keep it going.
1: No, I, I agree with you there. I, I definitely agree with you there. Any thoughts on that, Ryan? And the starting lineup of the New York Knicks with Frank and Alec Burke starting in the pack court for the first, for uh, yeah, to start the game. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree with the term for the most part. Like, um, when I first saw the lineup, I was like, I like the changes. Like, I pretty much understood it the same way. You know, Frank has been, he's been, he's kind of been struggling on offense lately and struggling with running the points. So, you know, having Burks out there, who's an extra ball handler, would make life easy on Frank. And also, I like the fact that it seems like Tips is finally listening to me because I did mention a few episodes <laughs> back that. If you're going to have Frank running the point guard, like you can't expect him to play like Rose where, you know, players are going to be stationary. Then Rose is going to play make and, you know, get guys open shots like with Frank. There has to be movement on the offensive end for it to work. And it was definitely off ball movement this game, which is which is what I liked. And um, but I have to admit, though, because early in the game, when they came out with that lineup, you definitely saw the defense was struggling a little bit because, ah, yeah. you read my mind you read yeah. my mind <laughs> yeah and and, Bur- and and specifically specifically burks because i saw burks yep. was struggling to get out on the three-point yep. shooters and i think Thib saw that and that's why he called time and boy and put in bullock yep because bullock is a better defender and he'll get out on the shooters and then once he then once he made that switch that's when the knicks started to come back so yep yeah so i understand thibs thinking and before the game started, I was with it. But then when I saw them actually playing, I was like, e, I, I don't know about this lineup. And yeah. like, I was like, and, you know, and you, put Bullock you, back in. <laughs> you read my mind because I was going to I
1: was gonna point out that before, in the beginning of the season, guys, we were all looking at Reggie Bullock bricking these threes. And we were all thinking, man, what if we just started Alec Burks? Because Alec Burks is a flamethrower. Now, Alec Burks has been up and down, but recently he's been more up and down, right? Um, yeah. Yesterday, Alec Burks comes out. He leads the he leads our team in scoring in the first half, 14 points in the first half. Um, Julius Renner had like five or seven seven assists in the first quarter. Most of those were to Alec Burks himself. And even with him being the flamethrower, we were still down <laughs> 10 points in the first quarter. And, then, and and it makes you appreciate what Reggie Bullock does, and it makes you think about when Tom Thibodeau goes. Reggie Bullock is just so underrated, man. He's one of the most underrated players on the team. Because as soon as Reggie Bullock gets back in the game, it seems like there's a switch that happens. And I'm even harking back to a, like a, a play before, like a, a few games before, when Frank got like a game ceiling steal, and it was a, it was like a pick and roll between Frank and Reggie Bullock. And everybody's praising Frank, rightfully so. If we got to steal, but then you're. I heard the next day that Reggie Bullock is the one directing traffic. He was like, "Yo, I stay here, Frank. Stay up there. Stay on your man and switch." And he able to get the steal. So I feel like what you're seeing when Reggie Bullock is off the floor is things that you don't see with your eyes, but you would have to be on the court on the, on the arena to see. He's he's kind of like directing. I think he's directing traffic. As a shooting guard, and that's probably why our overall team defense is better when Reggie Bullock is on the floor and why Tom Thibodeau is just so in love with him just in general. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. I don't I don't even think, say Derrick Rose isn't back, I would bet money that Reggie Bullock is back in the starting lineup <laughs> <laughs> um, versus the 76ers because of what we saw. You know what I mean? That would be my guess. Just, just, just a guess. Just a guess.
0: I, I feel like it comes down to if another print guard is back at all, right? Mm-hmm. Not even which one it is, right? Because we're currently in the situation where Frank is really the only print guard and Burks as well. So I think his rotation in his mind, right? It's like this whole thing where Frank and Burks are going to play together. Maybe one leaves early. We switch it out. We figure out the minutes. But if a full PG is back, even if it, he doesn't start, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Tibbs keep, keeps with Frank, right? Um, and because we need the bench scoring with quickly. So, you know, maybe we go with that, but right, I like want to say, spot, back too. yeah, exactly. Spot on about um, Reggie Bullock, man. He has been killing it 44% from deep since the All-Star Whee! break. They oh. have, j- I mean, I got to give this guy props. You know, I've said before, like, we need to upgrade that position. And it's not that I want Bullock off the team. It's that, you know, when you think of what we're going to be as a great team, hopefully, sometime soon, right? You would have, you would need more scoring, more defense, more everything there. But Reggie's a guy that I could see on the bench for us for years when we're good sticking with us he, he's a team guy yep. you see how mm-hmm. they rallied around him he's been through so much as well that was so beautiful yesterday man mm-hmm. to see him after that clutch play get the get the praise get yeah. the post game interview yeah he, he deserves it he, he deserves,
1: deserves it because i mean it, yeah, most definitely i've definitely been criti- critical of him and his lack of uh his lack of scoring in the second half because he's always seems to be like this the, the first half superhero <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> he's like, oh, Reggie Bullock, he's going in for three for the first two quarters. And then the third and fourth quarter he disappears. And then yeah. usually in the fourth quarter, he causes a turnover and that costs us the game. But yesterday he he well, he did he did uh have a turnover at the end of the game. Bruh. But <laughs> he did <laughs> he made
0: it. up for it. He made
1: up for it. Yeah, he man. made up for yeah. it. He made up for it. And and that's all you can ask for. He, he um he hit a clutch three. <laughs> he hit a clutch three. And he also made like the game saving uh, defensive play, um, stealing the ball from Fournier and, and passing to Alec Burks. And he was able to get the win. So kudos to Reggie Bullock, who's all, you know, he, he's he's playing well. And six, six and 13 from three
2: as well. So shout out to Reggie Bullock, man. You're doing it. Facts. I have a change request, though. What's that? Because when we had, because when we are, we, when we had the um the report card episode, when we were grading players, and I rated, you know, and I gave um Bullock a, a C plus. Mm. Can I go back and give him a B minus? Oh, <laughs> you 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 you
1: <laughs> <A> B minus. <laughs> I don't know. Grades are final. The, the, yeah, I want to give him a B minus. The parent, this parent, write right in it the last minute and curse you out. That's usually what happens. I know. I don't know if any guys are teachers, but when the parent teacher conference happens, uh, yeah, yeah, but.
2: My I know, you, you know, there was a little error in my grading. You know, uh, I, I went uh, back and checked it. Okay. And I was like, and then when I, you know, okay. ag- aggregated all everything together, I was like, oh, snap, you know what? He's mm-hmm. a B-. minus. You know, I, I, yeah, I made right. a mistake. All right, I want to raise the GPA. All right.
1: Bruh, Bruh for you, Ryan, for changing your grading. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, I want to say this. I'm glad you brought his defense, too. And I think his defense is getting praised now. That comeback against the Nets, right? That mm-hmm. Reggie Frank backcourt. It was like hardest, don't get me wrong, Harden and Kyrie still they still got Not... their but, but they changed the game with the defense. Yes, you just saw basically it's like Kyrie and Harden going one on one back to back to back, and Frank and Reggie just kept switching, kept making it work, frustrated them enough. We got a little bit of a run going, so we're gonna see more of that. But shout out to Reggie Bullock, his defense is shooting right now. Yeah, what more could you want?
1: Yeah. But what more can you want? For sure. What more can you want? And we're going to post a conversation right there while I recognize the chat because Super Chats came in early. Yo, Thanks guys. And and y'all, y'all popping in the chat right now. The Frank Hive is here. Let's go. <laughs> this is the after party. Frank Hive relate. Grab your beers, grab your snacks. We celebrating the Frank Hive. We're going to get into more Frank talk as well. Of course, we're going to talk about the whole team though. Because, you know, Julius Randle did, you know, did score a triple double and... That was kind of a big deal, so we're gonna talk about it as well, all right. But salute to the chat, <laughs> salute to the chat. I and mean, we, first of all, let me let me hit these super chats real quick. Shout out to Junior Corona, Corona, who says he says a 499 super chat says, Frank Hive, we lit. Yo, shout out to you, Junior Corona, always supporting <laughs> over here. Um, also, shout out to SND1129. Who says Frank Hive in the building? Frank Hive is representing that shout out to you as well. All
2: right, and all right. also
1: shout out to Robert Paris. He sends a 499 which at says team is increasingly a reflection of Tibbs' tough mind. I agree yep. with you, man. Definitely agree with you. We have the grit this year, a grit that we haven't had in so many years. And that's big shout out to Tom Thibodeau. Uh um Kenny Payne. Don't yo. Kenny Payne, don't leave us, man. Don't do it, man. Listen, I'm I'm calling all Knicks fans. We need all your energy. I'm I'm doing a Goku Dragon Ball Z style. Use all your energy. Put it together so we can use that energy to keep Kenny Payne in New York. Super Chats are all going to Kenny Payne. Give him a raise. Give him free pizza. That's what I'm
0: saying. Don't don't let got enough money. Give that man a raise. Yo, open your purse, man. I hate to stop a man getting a job, but come on, No. Nah. open it up, open it up, open it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have Let's some go.
1: recommendations.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike Miller is available.
1: Try Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike. Mike is a good developer. Try him. I'm just saying, Mike <laughs> Miller. I like that <laughs> guy. Right? Cool.
0: It's too soon. Yeah, I, I need Kenny Payne for two more seasons. Nah. Serious,
1: yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, he has some, he has some
2: development yeah. to do. He needs Obi yeah, for man. a summer. That's for what real. he needs. <laughs> yeah. Especially after this draft class coming in this year. Ooh, oh, hell yeah. yeah. I, I, I oh, need yeah. it for like
1: one, well, well, two more seasons. We, we need that. We need that.
2: We need, <laughs> it, we need that Kenny Payne super chat
0: going tonight. Facts. Go. All super <laughs>
1: chats monies is going to Kenny Payne. All right? <laughs> the
0: only KP we recognize.
1: Only KP we recognize, Word. man. For real. <laughs> oh, man. So salute, salute to y'all. Salute to you You know what? And let's get into this. Let's get into Randall too. Let's get more into Randall because Randall, he's given us 18 points. He didn't shoot well. Only eight. 8 of 20, 40% from the field, 20% from three, but gives you 10 rebounds and 17 assists and a steal. And it's funny, uh Ryan, because when we talked about when we first talked about Frank and what what I my envision when he was starting, like if to me, if Frank started, RJ had to be more of the ball handler and more of the distributor. Um, but what happened yesterday was. Randall was the distributor, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like the offense was completely going through Randall. Whether it was the double teams which we've seen before, the double teams at the kickouts, whether it's his three point shooting was opening up space for cutters. He had like a nice pass where um, uh, they kind of the almost kind of RJ he um he was moving it out the ball through the middle of the lane and, and Randall gave him a nice little pass for a nice little open layup, which was pretty dope. Um, or just. Just, you know, just and also for Alec Burks, who's making all these, these little passes going to lane and, and getting layups. It seems like no matter what we do for Frank to work in the starting line, we need another, another uh, playmaker because he's just not comfortable yet. So even if it's not, I think we can get away with Reggie Bullock starting if we start to playmate more through Randall and just playmate by committee. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> were, if, that's it. That's my that's my spiel. But Randall, <laughs> Randall did this.
0: Yeah,
1: Randall did this thing though. He, Randall did this thing. Um, he put the team on his back. Um, I was surprised that at the end of the listen, the bench right, the bench is still a a thing of contention because mm-hmm. at the end of the game, the Knicks were up. And Randall sat for a, a, a grand total of two minutes. Now, the bench kind of blew the lead before. But I, the Tom Thibodeau, he tried something different this time. This time, he had RJ Barrett with the bench uh, this time, along with Toppin, along with Bullock, to see if we can, you know, close out the game with a kind of staggered minutes, with some staggered starters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it still didn't quite work. Nope. It still didn't quite work. So, and shout out to, to you guys who tell me about the volume. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. So, um, is there any concerns with that moving forward about the the lack of bench and just Randall being tired? Because even yesterday he only hit two shots at the end of the at the end of the fourth quarter. You know, mm-hmm. two more than he did the game before.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't. I don't see the bench as a concern because it's just injuries. Like once Rose comes back. Quickly comes back. I think that'll fortify the bench because you'll have quickly coming off the bench. Rose is gonna be moved to the starting lineup, and then on top of that, Painter comes back too. You know, that's another player right there they can use. You know, whether it's in the starting lineup or off the bench. So I just feel like the Knicks bench is still intact. It's just a matter of the injuries hitting the Knicks hard at the moment, and the Knicks don't really have much to go to. And then you know, if you're moving players like Burks into the starting lineup and things like that, it's less go and come off the bench. So. I think the Knicks will be fine when it comes to bench production. It's just a matter of getting players back healthy.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. Thoughts on that, Terry? Yeah, same thing. I mean, like I said, the season's a war. The season's so long. You just got to get through it, especially this season with COVID, the protocols, the schedule. So the fact that we're fighting through this, I mean, we've been missing Mitch for so long at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And it's become, you're almost like, that's, I don't think we forgot about Mitch. But it's crazy how we just adjusted and we don't go into games like panicking because Mitch isn't here. I mean, also tribute to uh Nerland's Noel because he's, he's doing he's doing all he can. And Todd Gibson is giving us some good minutes. too. Yeah. Todd right? gave but, you 30
1: minutes last night. Yeah. Like, listen, that's crazy. So <laughs> next next man up. Right. So <laughs> yeah. my, the
0: benches in a weird way, I'm like the fact that we're getting through this. Through, during the hardest part of our schedule and to be fair we lost both the Nets and Bucks game and we got the but it. Mm-hmm. we got the 76ers coming up so like you know what I mean we'll see but we're fighting through the toughest part of the schedule down so many guys uh, I, I wanted to see if this team was really real or not you know after the All-Star break and I can tell you even obviously our record's losing since then I now believe in this team so much more because I'm seeing us down three, four guys Fighting against the Nets mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Toe to toe. Coming down to like a <laughs> controversial call. Coming down to the wire against the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're, these these are elite teams. We have no business being in these games, right? So to me, the fact that we're in these games means Tidja is getting the baseline level of performance so high for us. Think of the Bulls teams, right? Remember that playoffs? They just had guy dropping like flies. It didn't matter. The next guy came in yeah. and balled out. It was when Nate Robinson was going crazy for them. So like Tibbs is t- Tibbs coach teams and just fight through things. So the fact that, you know, Rose quickly and Mitch, three main guys, this is what happens to Peyton overall. But, we, but this fact that those three guys are coming back to play major rotation minutes. And in a weird way, Mitch got a rest on his legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're ready right. for the last part of this the season. Even Rose, obviously, I'm hoping, you know, he's fine from COVID, doesn't suffer effects, because I know um Jason Tatum has said. Right feeling it, but Rose, his legs got like a nice little rest. Mm-hmm. And even quickly, I know Tim said it was just a precaution, so I'm not too worried about that. So we okay. gotta uh, it's exciting to think what our bench could be once these guys get in and get locked in for April, May, and beyond. Yeah, no,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel what you want you're right about that. And you know what too? And and it, I just I would like some important pieces on the bench to be developed a little bit more. I know I don't think Obi Toppin mm. is not gonna be Obi Toppins year this year, um, because you know you it just seems like it's it's not if 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 Obi can give us fifteen to twenty strong minutes, I think that would solve a lot of our problems, and Julius Randle would be a lot healthier and, and a lot more refreshed going towards the, these end of game situations because you do see the difference from the first two quarters to the to the, to the third and fourth quarter, and uh, his legs, his concentration, his turnover rate, it, pretty much everything with, with Randall. So that would s- save us some headache, but. You know what? The, the the good part of these types of games where it's the next man up situation is those guys who never who don't get minutes, they get more defined roles. And Tom Thibodeau gets to figure out what they're made of now. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to, bat to my I'm gonna head it back to Frank. I'm heading back to Frank right now because this, this is the Frank hive, <laughs> this is the Frank hive Pod right now. Like <laughs> this to me, like this is the first time that Frank has gotten to play through a slump <laughs> in his whole career. Um, we've seen RJ be able to do it. We've seen Knox be able to play through slumps. This is the first time he's ever been able to play through a slump, and it's a big deal the way he busted through the slump today because uh, it's a blessing. To, it's like no, You don't want to see people injured. Like You don't want to see quickly injured and stuff, but it was really a blessing in disguise because... This is something like this can can you know, yield confidence. He missed 16 straight shots in the last four games before he hit that shot in the fourth quarter. And this and the shots he made led to the game being broken open. That led to that 16-point lead. It was it was like he hit a shot, then I think Bullock hit a three, then RJ hit a three, and all yeah. of a sudden it's a 16-point lead, and the Knicks are off to the races. And and it's like, okay, the Prince is going on. Like, now we see it. It's not just locking down big goons like Eric, like Eric Gordon one-on-one. Now nah, he can shit shots too. And, and then also at the end of the game too, when the Knicks, we lost the lead. We were down by five. And we needed a big shot. Frank gets back in the game. He hits a clutch three to puts us up by one. That helps break the momentum and steal the game. So, like, a game like this is so big. For the overall confidence of Frank, um, I'm hoping that just the knowledge that you know what I now I see what it is to bust with slump and see what it is for a coach to stick with me. If he's here past the deadline, I hope that carries over. You know, because the deadline is Thursday and anything can happen. But you really just hope. Um, that Curry carries over, and he can be an asset now. He might be more of an asset now that, you know, maybe he can get some confidence. confidence, Because we all know that confidence for Frank was always the biggest problem. It wasn't really the skills. Like, I mean, it was skills. He did, you know, he did, he, my bad. Let I me mean, rephrase that. The shooting, you know, the left hand, the left hand wasn't there. <laughs> the athleticism had to catch up, the aggressiveness had to catch up. But now that all that he's been practicing in the off season is really all in the head. And once that's, once he unlocks that one part, he can be a serviceable player in the NBA. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. Listen, I'm telling you, Frank proved himself, not proved himself fully, but from what I saw last season. Right, from about you know February last season on. I feel like he's already taken a step up. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we're not seeing it game to game. That's the next part, consistency. But who he, you know, look at last year with those Dallas games he had, right? And just like he was winning some games last year on both ends, playing great in the clutch. So I I saw a jump up from him last season, even. So I'm like, this should just carry over. The thing with him is and how his offensive profile breaks down is Mm -hmm. he misses 16 shots. Because he, doesn't, because he doesn't shoot enough in an individual game, his slump can last multiple games. Whereas a guy like R.J. Barrett might go 0 for 5, 0 for 6. Right. By the end, the game is over. Maybe he goes 7 for, for 20 or something, right? right I'm looking exactly. at Frank's his, Frank's game. 0 for 3, 0 for 1, 0 for 5, and then 0 for 4. Yeah, because he like, has to shoot it. Someone has to tell him to shoot the ball. <laughs> exactly, and he's got to get to the rim, right? That's the thing. In games like this, and I hope this is the next step for him offensively. Frank does not need to be some big offensive weapon for us, no, right? We have better offensive players. He's got to find his role and hit open shots. But just in his own development as a player, he's got to look at these games where he bricks the first two, three jumpers. Just go to the rim, no matter what. See what happens. Get to the line. Seeing the ball go through the rim is so important to a shooter. Frank, he hit the free. He missed the first free throw and hit the second, and that was his first point. In uh, in in those you know the last whatever four games, and then from there he hit the three, and then those exactly. three, and then the dunk. It all it all came from that. So he's gotta he's gotta not be comfortable with going over anything. Yeah, right. He's gotta like in himself. That's how most play, like most of these guys who are just more offensive. That's what they think like. They don't right? care. Like, nah, they don't care. I can't, I can't have, have a look zero. At IQ. IQ don't care. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> exactly. I can't have a zero. So and the thing is with Frank, right? I know people say Frank Hive. He gets so much more defense than other people. It's because. He has a skill that is actually elite. Even if you don't yeah. think it's elite fully, it's gonna be elite very soon. Most mm-hmm. like uh, these crazy defenders aren't nearly this good or this cerebral about defending at 22, right? Exactly. So for me, it's like if Knox had a skill that made him valuable in the last minute of the game, or Obi had a skill, we would he would get the they would get the same exactly. kind of support. The exactly. thing is with Frank. And that's why I love that Tibbs stuck with him and kept bringing up his defense mm-hmm. while he was having the slump the whole way through. He kept talking about it, right? Yep. The next game, Frank fouled out 16 minutes, six fouls. Tibbs was straight up like, yeah, but his defense. Yep. And for me, you know, you think of coaches and young players, right? Usually you bench the young player when they're doing BS on offense, right? They're not playing within themselves. They're checking up shots. You know what I mean? They're not playing smart. But if a guy's playing defense, you usually reward them no matter what, because they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? Obviously, you know, you can't lose a game just because you got one defender out there. But for the concept that I'm talking about, I'm just glad that Tibbs stuck, through, stuck by Frank through that. And Knox and Obi, they're they're not on the court because they're not sticking to their position. They're not matching up with their position. And when they get out there, unfortunately, they're breaking the game for us, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's sad because I, I want to see these guys pop off, but I understand why Tibbs isn't playing them that much.
2: I, I get it too. Yeah. I, I'll give Toppin some bail later, but
1: go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I know I look like you want to say something.
2: Yeah. Because, um, you know, cause I haven't been on the last couple episodes. So I feel like uh, I have a lot to say about Frank right now. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> say it with your chest. Cause I know, so, I know you had I, to smoke I, I, the game
2: before. I know. I, yeah.
1: I know you had to smoke <laughs> the game before. I wonder if your take has changed since that game. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting.
2: All right. So I'll say this Frank's defense is always valuable. That's the reason why I like Frank. His defense, his defense, his defense. But I have to admit, I was on the brink of being like he deserved to be benched after that Philly game. Because to me, it was like, when he went up for shots, there was no confidence whatsoever. And he shot like two air balls, even though I, even though I agree. Even though I have to admit, two, I think two of the shots he took against the Sixers?
1: They were kind of in and out. You know. it, it,
2: it was like late late in the shot clock and that's not his game like Mm. you can't expect frank to create and get a shot for himself when the shot clock is running out so i so i made a couple of shots he took in the Sixers game it was due to like late in the shot clock right bad shot but it it was just like he showed no confidence on offense and then it got to a point where it's like okay you can play great defense so much but the knicks are down so many players like you have to give us something on offense. So I, admit, I was like this close to benching him after that Philly game because I was like, <laughs> because I was like, because I was like, "Yo, Frank is out there looking like a brand name." Michael Kidd-Gilchrist,
1: Chris. Uh, come,
2: And, 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 and man's is—you
1: went and there. The reason,
2: you went there after the summer and, and we had. The only, after the summer we had, <laughs> we went there, right? Are you and, kidding? <laughs> and, the, and, and the only reason I ain't call a great value is because. He plays better defense than Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a great value version of Michael Kidd Gilchrist. So, <laughs> Yo, I, I can't with you. So, <laughs> but, <I can't> wait. <laughs> but this game, I I saw the confidence come back, even though he missed and he was wide open, he still took the shot. He kept going until he finally hit a shot. right? That brought back his confidence. And then, you know, when he went up on, v- on Vucevic, I was like, Frank should have, usually. He, needed to fi- he needs to learn how to finish. Yo. He needs to learn how to finish. Are you serious? I'm, I'm but, <laughs> he needs to learn. He got
1: an N1 Are you talking about. He has to learn that, how to that,
2: finish. That arrow right. Are you luck, serious, Roy? Okay? That was my luck. Serious? He should have, have begged it on him, all right? That should have been. Yeah, it should have yeah, been yo, whose man's bang. is this, man? Are you <laughs> serious? It should have been a complete bag, all right? <laughs> but I'll take the N1, though. I'll, yeah, I'll take,
1: the N1. I'll take the, N1. the N1. Like it's a I'll consolation prize. Yeah, I'll take three points.
2: Yes. But, but but all I'm trying to say is that, like, look, I don't expect much from Frank, you know, so, as long as he's giving me that great defense, and can knock down a couple of shots. That's all I need, because his defense will make up for what he doesn't give on offense. But those last those but those four games were so straight where it was like zero zero zero. So I was like, nah, this is unacceptable. And but I'm but I'm glad he broke out of the slump. And now I'm back on the Frank train. Mm -hmm. Frank, Frank derailed me for a second, but I'm back to the train. Yo,
1: listen, listen, listen. Don't get off that damn train again.
2: <laughs> I'm saying this, say this no. Let me say this. I agree
0: fully, man. You know, everybody knows I'm a big Frank guy. Yeah. I'm watching him those four games, and I remember I was watching these games day game. This is not the guy that I like. That I think is a dope player, right? Because yeah. the guy that I know is a dope player, and I'm, I'm and I think could be something for the Knicks long term. He doesn't look like that at all. No, he doesn't. Like, and Frank, that, I actually think that was the worst I saw him on offense his entire career. Yes. Yeah. Like, Yeah. I, like, the, and that's why I was kind of like, all right, this isn't him. Right. And I know people, a lot of people have been like, he's bad on offense. How could you say it's not him? He's always bad on offense. And I'm like, no, no, Frank is inconsistent with offense, but he's never just like he is this. He gets in these slumps. I mean, this is clearly a different slump to who he was before. You can't tell me who he was during those four games. is his regular performance. He wouldn't be in the NBA if that was the case. So right. I'm watching these games. But I'm also like, yo, bro, you We always talk about, you know, getting a chance. here, developing. Everyone is out right now.
1: This is your There's time. No one
0: else. This is your time. Step yeah. up. And, and this like, the Tib- the roadway is clear. You're not right. injured. Go. And, and, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, Yo, Tibbs likes you a lot. He's begging for you to make a couple of shots so you could stay out there. He's begging for you to do it. He, he wants to justify keeping you in there, right? Um, that game where he started and came out after like seven minutes, then came back at the end after the blowout. Tibbs is hoping Frank is solid enough that he just plays good minutes as a starter. Quickly can come in and score. So these games, I was pissed off too, man, because I'm like, yo, Frank, I've seen you play so much better than this, and you're out here slipping up on prime time right now, bro. So I'm yeah. glad he got out of it. Because, exactly. Like, I know it's a slump, and usually he has like one of these slumps every season, man, and then he gets out of it and finishes the season well. So yeah, but there's usually I'm three point guards
1: well. ahead of him at the time, and all of them are injured right now. So that's why I, it was more important for him to bust out of it yesterday yeah. than any other time, because that might have been his last shot to bust out of it. Oh, yeah. That Definitely. was that might have been his last shot. And if he didn't bust out of it yesterday, when Elf when Elf and, and Rose and Emmanuel come back, you're gonna be back to, you know, just straight yeah, up spot right, right minutes, end. if anything. Yeah. And yeah. the end of end of clock situation, situational minutes, three minutes at a time. Like and and that'll be that. But knowing that he can hit shots is is a big deal. And it was also um pretty interesting to see that Ian Begley reported. That mm. Tom Thibodeau bigs him up behind the scenes, not even just on camera, and says that he feels like Frank um could be um a, a good piece going forward, like seemingly like with the Knicks past today. Now it's gonna be interesting to see how that translates with the front office, knowing that you know Thursday's a trade deadline. I don't expect um Austin Rivers to be here. Frank was always a guy who I thought was gonna be on the fence, or I thought was just gonna be gone because he just wasn't getting minutes. So I'm interested to see like how they how they play how they play it out because if he stays well if he's staying before um if he if he makes the trade deadline then that's an indicator that they want to resign him because yeah because he he if they don't want to move him they they're not going to leave him they're not going to want to keep him lose him for nothing so if you see him past Thursday then um Frank Hyde might still be still alive and if he's gone after Thursday then uh, Frank Hyde might be moving to whatever team he's leaving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, real real quick, I just thought about this with Rivers. I don't want to jump ahead because I know we're still talking about Frank and the re-signing. No, we can. uh, can. You think we're about to trade Rivers who just had a kid? I just thought of that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, no. Here's my thing. I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, he's been off the team, but I'm just thinking from a, like, like, his his woman just had a baby, like, last week.
1: Yo, I was thinking about how messed up it is that yeah.
2: do you remember when you gotta, he got to realize the NBA, the NBA does not care. All right. Nah, like, it, 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 the NBA don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. you know, your girl just had a baby, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we want to move you. So we are going to move you like that's the NBA that's sports in yeah. general.
1: No, like, I feel you though. I feel you. But just the fact, remember back when all servers had that big game and he posted on social media, That he was going to the park right after the road trip and his girl was tight. That um, she didn't spend time with her. Now it's putting it even more in perspective. Like, wait, she's tight (laughs) and she was pregnant. (laughs) That's the slogan for the show now. (laughs) Yeah. And she was pregnant and left her home to poop. And then we might trade him after that. That's kind of crazy, but...
0: Yeah, I don't see on the Frank thing, real quick about him like you know, re-signing or whatever. I mean, I I feel and the Tibbs, you know, the Begley report. Mm -hmm. You I I feel like Tibbs is looking at this guy. He met him, he saw him. After like two months, he realized, wow, this guy just does anything I tell him. (laughs) (laughs) He listens to me. Yeah. Listen, if you look at Frank's profile, you still see because of his wingspan, if he can just get some regular baseline performance on offense. Yep. He is so crazy valuable. Mm. Like, he is legitimately defending fours in the post. Yeah. I don't know if... Um, I'm going to find this highlight. I've been looking for it. But about two years ago, last year, Julius was in um or in New Orleans. Frank was matched up against Randall in the post. Three or four possessions. It just happened on a switch. And Randall couldn't score on him. I'm telling you, it exists. This is not some Frank I know you're right. right. <laughs> it sh- so the sh- thing is, for me, it's like a guy that can play these four positions, right? He plays defense well, and he's such a good... Team defender that he makes the other defenders around him better because he's always hedging, always covering for guys. Exactly, and his wingspan—like this—is a player you can get. You can. He's a very valuable potential player, and I feel like the Knicks put in these four years, and it's been up and down. Um, I still feel like we lost two seasons that injury had and COVID. I Mm -hmm. definitely think if like if even COVID didn't happen, I think he would have been because he was already looking so much better. Yeah, the twenty ten game last season. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, and look, I'm on the Hive. I know I'm on the Hive. but in my head, I'm like, get this guy back on, like, a two-year deal. Get an option in there. Exactly. Two years, mm-hmm. and two years with an option. See what you have. Sign him for under, like, nine mil. Sign him for seven mil, two years. Some, something something like that. Yeah, something manageable. I feel you. Whatever yeah. it is, right? Keep him around because th- these are the kind of guys that are on winning teams. But I still think every now and then you see those flashes and you're like, yo, could this guy, this kid, if he just gets it. Do way more. He just does, and like he doesn't. And yeah, yeah. I think he can. Yeah, I think he can. But I feel like I feel like it's worth the investment. But you know, I'm like I'm a super hive member out here. I know that's <laughs> why I had to hit you up yesterday. It was like, yo, we, I need I need I need the hive. To, I need the hive
1: to unite. <laughs> I need you on the show tomorrow, Terry. Let's roll. Uh, the hive.
2: The hive unity. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do have one more thing to say about Frank, though. Oh, here we because go. He, he he did have this one possession. Where I thought he played great defense because I felt like he, there was this one, there was this one position where he covered like three guys on on on, on Orlando and like the same. He does that like, every the game. Same <laughs> possession. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy on defense. I was like, yo, anyhow, he gets some type of offensive game. There's no way you bench him. You can't course, bench him. He, he does easy, the way yeah. he plays defense is crazy. He does that once a safety. game. He's, a, he's yeah. literally like a game breaking free safety. Right? Yeah. He, like,
0: don't throw the ball away. Exactly. Him. Mm-hmm. Like him just be he he cares so much. That's the thing about it, right? It's not even like schemes. It's like he just cares so much about helping on defense. Right. So you yeah. always you watch him, he's always looking like, hey, look, can I stick my hand in here for half a second, even if there's like a 10% chance it's gonna affect the shot? Can mm-hmm. I help Julius a little bit that way? Can I help this guy here? Can I delay a little bit and then try to cover two guys? He just does this naturally. And I'm like, you put him out there and I'm just watching him buzzing around the court. Yeah, it's this, crazy. It's helping I'm like, how valuable is, it, is this stuff once you got another big scorer next to Julius? Once the bench is way better, you got elite shooters around and you exactly. just get him doing that. Yeah. So I want to see
2: a little bit more, you know what I mean?
0: I, I, exactly. Exactly.
1: exactly.
2: And, and, and one last thing.
0: One
1: last, last, last thing. Go ahead. Yeah, one, one
2: last, <laughs> last, last thing. Yeah. You, see, you see the way Frank was locking up Aaron Gordon?
1: Yep. Ooh. He was in jail. You, you see? <laughs> he was in jail. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: This is why I said he's the brand name Michael Kid Girl Chris. Not anymore, but the previous four games. Yo, you know the disrespect is he, real, you know man. Bro. You know yo, shut your shut your mouth. right? You so, know yo, why though? What? Because the last time I see Michael kidd Kid, kid girl, Chris play, and that was for Dallas, he was got a big man. he was getting schooled. He was getting sunned. And Frank actually plays against big men. And they can't score on him. So that's the only reason I called him the brand yeah. name. I could kick good, Chris. So I'm going to throw, I'm just throwing it out there. But he's not, he's not that no more though. No, that's stop, the last stop, game. He's not, he's, he's not that no more though. I'm done. I'm done.
1: All I have to say is Dallas had a stat last year that he told me. He was talking about Frank's, um, defensive numbers against power forwards. I don't, I don't know what off the, off top, but it was something crazy about how, how many times he was switched on power forwards and actually stopped them on um, one-on-one defense post-up moves. So, um, Dallas of eBay listening. Let me know the stats. I know it's crazy still, but yeah, he it's not a fluke. He can stop. He can really play one through four. It's crazy. All right. Frank Love out the system. <laughs> 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 Frank Love is out the system. We gave him all the love today. All right. But still hitting the music one time for the Frank hive. All right. Shout out to you guys. I know it's mostly Frank Hive watching at this point. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like nah. Bro. Everyone's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but let's, let's go to the the super chats, real quick. Shout out to Michael Parker says salute to the chat. Salute to the panel. The Frank Hive lives. Yes, gunshots. So let's go, Frank Hive. Represent. What's good? What's, I'm with it. Shout out to the um AO Power sends a the super chat as well. He just wanted to, he just wanted support. So shout out to you, Ayo Power. All right, all I... right. Oh, wait, wait, no, wait, never mind. I do see. Wait, okay. there's a message. Okay, here's the message. Wait, I see it. Salute, t- salute, KOT. Question for the panel: Which players y'all think won't be here during the deadline, or even when player is gone first? Chemistry is a one. Um, which player won't be here during the deadline? You might. Have, we just kind of mentioned that.
2: Yeah, actually. Austin Rivers.
1: I think Austin Rivers is as good as gone. Um, he hasn't really been in the team for a long time. I mean, it could also be you know he, he has a, a pregnant. Um. Significant other. That kind of have a lot to do with it as well. But I do think that he probably came here with the intention of playing. And now that he's not and there's Derek Rose here, I I don't think he's a guy who wants to be here with that role. And you know what, too? There's there's probably people still out there who feel like he can play. Because, you know, he did score drop like 50 in the bubble just last season. So I'm pretty sure a a veteran team is going to go after him at some point. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I, I agree. I agree.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. Rivers, I mean, Rivers, I mean, I said it, I brought up the, you know, he just had a kid and stuff, but yeah, he's been, he's been out for a while. It's clearly not working. Um, and he can't play. It just didn't work out here. I think you, you know, you'll, you'll end up somewhere else and probably be okay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I also say Frank is on the bubble. He, at least to me, he was more on a bubble as of last week. Um, this this week he's kind of shown that he can play, and considering that he's a you know he's gonna be a free agent next year, and a, the Knicks have to make a decision on him. He's someone who can go either way, so that's also someone to look out for. All right, because now yeah. he might actually have a little bit of stock now that you've seen um, him playing well these last few games, and he could be a chip, or they can see him as an asset going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I think I only see him going in a package deal. I don't see, to be honest, the point of trading Frank for like a second round pick. Right. Even even just to get something back for him. I'm like, at this point, the way the roster is going, the way the team is going, deep second round picks aren't going to matter much anymore. We're going to start trading these a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if he leaves, I do think it's him, someone and maybe someone else. I I agree with you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like oh we're just trading Frank. Yeah, Yeah. like
1: like him him straight up for JJ Redick to me doesn't make sense. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like to me, like if you're going to JJ Redick, maybe it's just a straight up second and keep it moving.
2: Exactly. I I mean like besides Austin Rivers, like I can't really see the Knicks making any more moves because I can't see the Knicks you know breaking the bank to bring in a superstar type player or a star type player. And I can't see the Knicks you know like just trading away one of their young guys for like a second round pick or whatever the case may be. So I think like the only move is probably Austin Rivers and everybody's going to s- still be here past the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, especially considering the chemistry is so fragile right now. And I know that, you know, people in the beginning of the season and, and me included, we were looking at a three-point shooting and we're going, we we're, we're, we just need more shooting. And that's all we need. And it were looking at Reggie Bullock and going, he needs to go. But Tom loves this kid to the death. And not only that, our three point shooting from the last week before um, All Star break until now has gone up. We moved up to the thirteenth, thirteen percent, the thirteenth place in the league in percentage from the three point line. Um, it's been a point of contention to actually put up more shots per game. Um, so I think we're kind of growing from within when it comes to our players as well, and just kind of just working on our shortcomings naturally. So I think it makes it harder for, you know, GMs and stuff to make moves. And if we start to slide a little bit more though, th- maybe they'll make a move. But I mean, there's, there's a chance for us to, if you take care of business to still be around 500. We have the 76ers coming up on Sunday and we have widgets back to back. So if we take care of business coming into that trade deadline, um, people might st- still end up being st- being here. You know what I mean? Uh yeah. Now I saw people some I saw someone talk about Knox. Are you saying do you think Knox is going to be traded? Or what do you think about <sighs> Knox's game in general? I don't think Knox is um, gonna be traded because he's a Kentucky guy. And um he has another year on his contract. And like like um like Terry said, unless he's a part of a bigger package, I don't see Knox going anywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean clearly the Koja tap believes in him. That's why he got the extra year. And I feel like, you know, with, you know, Kenny Payne being there, you know, the Kentucky, you know, the, the Kentucky Whisperer and things like that, you know, they're going to try to see what they can get out of Knox next year. <laughs> yeah, the so, Kentucky
1: Whisperer. Yeah, so, I
2: can't, <laughs> so, so I, can't, I can't see Knox going anywhere. Like, you know, like Terry said, it got to be like a big package deal where, you know, Knox will be leaving. But if it's just Knox alone, then nah. Now,
1: yeah, I'm
2: like, what's the point? What's the point of Knox alone, right? Like, we we'll only be selling him at lower value.
0: Lower perceived value. I'm I'm confused about Kevin Knox though, man. Like I if you told me after the first like you know, at the beginning of his first season, yeah that he'd be behind Frank in three years. I thought, would have called would you be like, crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like I thought, you know, it's an offensive league, right? So I was thinking like, I mean, I know it's it's situation. I'm sure Knox could score a 10 points a game if he was out there. But um he I even thought this year we kinda of, and we started, you know, he started the season well, man, and he was hitting those threes. I was so excited when he was like corner three knocks. yeah, And yeah. then it, it's, yeah, it just kind of died off. I mean, I get it for Tibbs because he's out there and like the team is falling apart when you're out there because of the poor defense. It, it is what it is. We're trying to win games, you know, but yo, uh, yeah. they're going to give him the offseason. They got to give him one more offseason to really work with them and make sure he comes yeah. back next year.
1: Now, okay, you guys weren't here the other day, so we had this conversation, but I want to ask you guys, where are you on the um, knocks for OB conversation? Because um, OB is getting a lot of heat because he's not producing, but I'm always been a guy who's who said that yes, he's not producing, but he's not playing the ideal role set for his skill set. He is not a corner OB guy. He's a guy who's supposed to be looked at as the star Martyr type, pick and roll, um, be able to pass, make other people's plays around him better, and also a guy who know moves it out the ball and and you know, if people don't pass in the ball, you don't really see his bo- the value of him moving without the ball so much. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you feel about swapping out Obi's minutes for Knox, knowing that Knox's natural game right now is to be that that guy who hits the corner three?
2: We called him Corner Kev in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. You you see, it's tough because Obi Obi's your first round pick. And he was picked eighth. So to just push him on the bench and not give him no playing time whatsoever for Knox, like, it, it's going to be tough to do because... Yo, Terry looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, looks
1: sad yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Terry looks sad, you know? Terry looks so sad. He's like, right?
2: Hey, know, You know, like, if Opie was a second-round pick, then it's like, okay, you know, that's justified, you know, like... You know, he it's gonna take him time to develop. You know, you you put him on the bench, and you, and you put in Knox that you know he has more experience, he fits the offense more, or at least that role, etc. Right. But the fact that Obi's a first round eighth pick it's like you you gotta play him. Like you can't just relegate him to the bench. You know what I mean? Like that's not gonna look good. Now nah, You know, especially yeah. especially especially to the media and things like that. So as much as playing Knox and Obi's plays would be more beneficial for the Knicks because Knox can actually knock that at corner three, et cetera. At the same time, it's like, you're in a, you're in a spot right now where it's like, you got to play Obie. You, you got to, even if it's like 10 minutes a game, you have to play him. Yeah, it's
1: like that Jay-Z song. It's like that Jay-Z song, Politics as Usual. I don't yeah, know exactly. if
2: you exactly. Like, had Jay-Z
1: fans, but it's the politics of the situation. I, I do kind of think, though, if push comes to shove, I think if we make the playoffs... And it, and it's like playoff time. I think Tom is absolutely going to do that. I think Tom's is going to like screw 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 optics. <laughs> Kev, hit that three.
0: <laughs> I mean the thing is though, to be honest, I feel like if we get to the playoffs, that rotation is going to be so so tight that we're going to see eight guys, <laughs> yeah, nine guys. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I don't even see how Knox would make. It. I think even Frank would be out the rotation then, unless it's like. You know, putting him in for, or unless he keeps playing well, you know, I mean, or it's a defense thing. I think Tim's about to screw that rotation. It's
2: gonna
0: like, be right in there. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. right.
1: He's about to play five people. You're right. The whole yeah. game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, yo. He's like, yo. This whole year has actually just been preparation for this. You thought 41 was bad. It's about 48. Yeah. Be but um. But yeah, man. Listen, Kevin. Kevin had his. If you look at it, he had his free time rookie year to play non-stop minutes, right? Obi isn't even getting that, but you got to give Obi his time this year. Um, and I, I, I got to see Rose back to really feel like I'm judging Obi at this point.
1: Yeah, okay? he unlocked him. You're right.
0: Yeah, he needs Derek Rose. I think the big thing about Obi, the whole, you know, the debate, the uh, disappointment is really just the pre-draft most ready. Yeah. Like, yeah. The label. That came
1: yeah, from. the label. The old, because he's older, exactly. he's, yeah. I
0: know. wouldn't care if, listen, Frank was a project, Knox was a project, right? Even IQ, obviously, he's way better than we thought, but it's not someone you're really expecting a ton from. And Mitch, Mitch was exciting, but you still didn't feel like, oh, he's going to come in definitely and do this, right? Right. You felt like that about RJ. But even RJ, this is crazy. RJ, you knew you had big potential and was, you know, had bigger potential than even someone like Obi. Mm-hmm. But I think the general consensus is Obi was going to come in and maybe have the best rookie year out of any of our recent yeah, guys. Yeah, rookie year. Off of age mm-hmm. and being comfortable. Um, and listen, maybe that wasn't the case, right? He probably needed the preseason summer league, the training cap more than IQ. Well, definitely, he needed it more than IQ did. So maybe yeah. he gets it this summer, comes back better. But it is, it is. you know, you look at our team and how it's broken down. Imagine if OB was good off the bench giving us 12 and 6 right now. Yo, It would change the game. It would change
1: yeah. everything. You, you would see Randall's minutes drop down. I would think you would see less turnovers, more shots made in the fourth quarter by Randall. I think that, that 15 minutes rest is a huge boost because the last three or four games, you've just seen... we I think we scored 14 points um the game before. um We, we just did not have it in the fourth quarter. And those 10 minutes rest for a guy who's averaging the second most minutes in the NBA, it would be huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. <Yeah>. <laughs> <You>. <laughs> Yo, salute to the chat, man. Let's, let's get to this chat because... Y'all buzzing today. We got 131 people in the chat on our Friday.
0: Shout out to the chat. Yeah, man. Yeah. No,
1: no, Nick's basketball day. I just here kicking it. So shout out to you guys. Yo, and shout out to all. I know all this weird changes happening with the KOT streams and the, yo shout out to everybody who's giving us giving the KOT love, man. Because you don't know how these things are really gonna happen until it happens, and then is and then for people to actually come out and support. It, it I notice it and it's a big deal. So salute to you guys who support KOT show and all the next content creators, man, because this thing is a grind for sure. It's a huge grind, all right? Yo, shout out for to love. Will. Yeah, man. It's for the love. Yo, shout out to Will from LI. I'm trying to see what you wrote in super chat. It's in the 399 super chat. It says, what up, y'all? Just saying what's up? Salute. Yeah, salute to my guy Will from LI, man. will, he will always be remembered for this for the uh for the presentation iPad of why Kevin Durant is coming to the Knicks. And he had all these tea trees with, with reports from me, reports from, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't happen, but it was hilarious. It was so funny. This is why I will not, I will not be taken by this Kawhi to the Knicks things. I will not do it. You won't get me. <laughs> you won't get me. I'm telling you, not this season, but salute to the chat, man. I'm going to salute everybody to chat right now. All right, so Salute to SK. <laughs> Um, he says, uh, lost minutes because of Alec Burst. All right. Shout out to John, shout out to, salute to John. Salute to Jean marc Jake Long, Junior Karoma, Rick Harrison, Magnum Boom, Rick Pennington, Jay Jean, <laughs> Again, Rich Jim, GD. I think I saw my boy Rodney in here earlier. Shout out to Rodney, Brooklyn Belly, Will from L.I. already counted you out. Shout out you out. Everybody in the chat who's rocking with the KOT Show, who's rocking with Terry, who's rocking with Ryan, everybody. A salute to you guys, man. Uh, you make things worthwhile. You make it fun. You make it fun for everybody in Knicks Nation, man. For real. All right. And if you're new, hit a hashtag new. It's Ella. Oh, shout out to Ella, the biggest RJ fan in Canada, and maybe the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was shout out to, R. to R. Ella, Barrett, man.
0: man. R.J. Barrett, like that. that Retired jersey one day, man. That guy is something else. Yeah, he's yo. yeah, he's
1: good. He that boy good. That boy yeah. good. Right, that, mm-hmm. that boy R.J. good. Man, he he put out he put our team on that back when we went down in that first quarter, and he went to the to the hoop three or four times in a row and got us back in the game. I was like, yeah, that boy good, man. That's all he needs to do. <laughs> you can't hold this man, man. You can't. He's he's a bully. Word. Um. So let's talk about yo. Big Reaper twenty dollars super chat. Shout out to you, Big Reaper, man. That's showing up right, today, all right. man. Big Reaper, that's so in love today, yo! Shout out to Big Reaper for twenty dollars super chat, man. For real, for real. Uh, y'all really gonna help the channel. We we need cameras for for Ryan because he's making mad fuzzy. <laughs> 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 so trust. So trust me when I tell you these super chats are going to the right edge, the channel <laughs> to, to building up everything, man. Raw got to get Raw's camera looking crazy too. We gotta get fixed that. We are gonna fix the sound. So thank you for the super chat. It's gonna help the channel for sure. Not getting not getting Jordans with it. All right. Cool. <laughs> yo, and hashtag new. I see you. Hashtag new Lana. I see you with the hashtag new. Hey yo, pal with the hashtag old. <laughs> <laughs> old. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's, let's touch on this and we, we'll wrap it up after this topic. Um all right. there has been news <laughs> reported that Lonzo, the Lonzo ball. He wants he wants to come to the New York Knicks, and that happened. That news dropped a few days ago. Hmm. Um, that uh, we are a, a desired destination, guys, in free agency. And then, once CK and all the Zo high rejoiced, <laughs> <laughs> can't Been on the train, man. <laughs> driving the bus. Shout out to he CK. <laughs> Shout <out> to CK. Two K. Once that news was announced, um, Mark Stein reported that the Clippers are interested in you know in Lonzo Ball as well. They, everybody knows they need a playmaking guard. They're interested in Lonzo Ball, and they are trying to figure out what moves to make to get him here. So. Um, well, how do you feel about that new news, Terry? I know we have kind of talking talking about it on um, behind the scenes, so I'll let you, you know, get your get your thoughts off right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, CK2K, you've done it. You've convinced me. I'm all aboard the Lonzo train. Mm-hmm. He's taking a jump forward this season. Uh, it's exactly the kind of uh, move I like to see us make. Considering you don't have the big crazy superstars out there, right? Mm-hmm. So Randall, I thought Randall was such a good fallback. Right, Despite the season he had at first, I think we were all excited when we initially got him. The idea, like, we're getting a guy who, you know, just off his rookie deal or whatever, he's in his 23-24. We're getting him in for the best prime, you know, his prime of his career. With Alonzo, you're kind of getting the same thing, right? He's 23. Imagine having that guy for the next few years. That said, the trade now, I wonder what the asking price is. I'm worried it's too high. And I don't know what too high is because I do want to shot Alonzo, man. I would be pissed if he got traded now and we got no chance. That would suck. Um, that would suck, right? Because I feel like we have money to play with. So in the offseason, I'd love to see us kind of, you know, play a game, see what we can do, work out something interesting, um, you know, maybe, you know, threaten New Orleans. But if he gets traded now, he's getting to signed wherever he goes. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Because uh, he's, he's an L.A. kid. He's an L.A.
0: kid. And he's L.A. kid too. Yeah, doubly so. So, the question I have too is like what what are what are you willing to give up for Lonzo Ball? <sighs> and what are you willing to pay him? That's actually the two. That's the question. Questions. What do you pay him? And what you, if you want to get him now, what are you giving up? And if you want to pay him, how much is that?
1: That's see the payment question. The payment question is a little bit easier for me than the give up question. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> mm. I'm not gonna lie because is he worth a first round? I don't want to give him up for a first. I don't want to. I don't want to give him a first rounder. All right.
2: But, so y'all can I, talk. Y'all, y'all can talk about Alonzo for a minute. I'm gonna come back with my thoughts. I gotta go pick up food,
1: all right? This <laughs> guy got want to get Doordash. All right. <laughs> we need
2: we need that
0: Doordash sponsor,
1: man. Yeah, man. Definitely. I got some sponsors to but we need a DoorDash sponsor. But <laughs> but I will say this: as far as money, they're saying that they wouldn't be willing to match 18 million. And we had Roar on here the other day and he was saying he's willing to do it. I don't think he's worth 18 million though. I feel like he's more worth more around like the 15 range to me. You know what I mean? As a guy who's a 3 and D guy who can set people up and he, he's not going to give you, he's giving like 15 points a game. I, I can't see, my my soul won't sit with 18 to 20 million. And Roar, Roar, would, Roar would say he's going to like everybody else and it's worth it to overpay for him a little bit cuz he's going to block everybody else. And I can I can see that argument, but my soul is still like, uh 18 to 20 million for a guy who gives you 15 15 a game to me is a little
0: high. I mean, especially if you consider that uh IQ is, you know, potentially getting better and better and that you know Derrick Rose is here. Derrick Rose is getting resigned in some capacity. So, you know what I mean, right. I definitely get it. I have to admit though, I've been willing to go above that and the reason being, and I think this might just be the Tibbs effect, mm-hmm. I'm watching what Tibbs has done. And I don't want to give him full credit for Randall. But Julius, a lot of that is his own work. Understand. But Tibbs has me thinking of guys that I don't like. That he can unlock. lot do right. mm, Yeah. And let me give you a prime example for me is Oladipo, who I really don't want here. I don't trust his, his, his injuries. I don't. He's inefficient. He shoots a lot. I, I'm not really, I mean, I like Oladipo before, you know, when he had that breakout season. Mm. I'm not a big fan of signing him now, but Me neither. I've even talked myself into, you know, if they really want him and they make the trade, I see Tibbs' version of Oladipo being so much better than, Absolutely. you know, who he's been. So even for Lonzo, right? I'm like, listen, yeah, Lonzo's not worth, maybe he doesn't, he's not exactly worth 20 million a year right now, right? But if you get him at twenty million, scaling up to twenty-three million a year, you get him on like a three-year deal with an option. Man. You get him on like the Timmy deal, right? Right. Maybe a little bit more, and then he actually keeps developing, which by all means he should. That he's over forty percent from That's your best
1: argument care. for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like, there's and there's not that much out there, and I'm looking at the team right now, man. We suffered so much from poor PG play. Lonzo raises our general level so much. When he's this part of that rotation, obviously he's been injuries too. But I'm like, how much better Julius gonna be having a more reliable shooter out there? Um, so yeah. yeah, and he could play. He could plays good defense. He can yeah. really pass, and we would finally start playing in transition, which is a big thing for me because we do not play in transition really. Yeah, like to coming in gets us on the break. I don't know. I see a lot of good things.
1: Now I agree with you, man. And even like we had a, I thought we was turning a corner with pace because our pace has picked up the last few games. Um, we had like I think we scored 23 points the game before yesterday, and this game we only had seven points in transition, which was like a big fall off. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you, you're absolutely right, man. You and Raw for are for giving them 20 mil, for, for giving them 20 million. I'm still not comfortable. How how are you feeling about that, Ryan? I'm st- I think I'm stuck at 15, man. I'm think I'm stuck at 15.
2: But the, the the thing is is that okay with Lonzo? You have to think about what he brings. So.
1: Oh, you love Lonzo. Ron. Wait, 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 Backstory. Backstory before you get into it. Ryan G has loved Ron, has loved Lonzo ever <laughs> since <laughs> KOT's <laughs> conception, all right? There, there, there there's audio of us having a back and forth between Darren Fox and Lonzo yeah. from like what three
2: years ago? Four yeah, years ago. I, I, like, I, I liked it from UCLA days. He loved them from UCLA days. So I already UCLA
1: know days. you about to throw the bag at him. All right, go ahead. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me explain. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, so you have to, you have to figure out. Yeah, first you have to look at what Lonzo brings first and foremost. Okay. He's a good defensive point guard, so you already Facts. know from that standpoint. he Thibs is going to like him. He's going to fit into the system from that standpoint on defense, right? He's a point guard that likes to push pace, has good court vision. He's very good at setting up his teammates for easy baskets, which is something that the Knicks do need. Right, right, and and, and not in the half court though, but more in you know in yeah more fast break. Mm -hmm. Also, Lonzo has shown throughout the years that he's stepping up every season. So every season he's ticking up in improvement. He's ticking up in production. So and then his three-point shot is getting better as well so it's like and also he's becoming more aggressive on offense like when he first came into the league the knock against was that he was too passive yep mm-hmm. but now he's become more aggressive so when you look at all those things it's like well, lot is about 23 right now 23 or 24 mm-hmm. I think 23 That's 23 right yeah so yeah. So by the time those four years are up, say, say you're going to give him like twenty mil a year, four years, 80 mil. By the time those years are up, he's going to be in his prime. He's going to be 27. Mm-hmm. A- and if he continues to tick up, yeah, the 20 mil may not be worth it at the time you sign him to it, but it may be worth it later on down the line if he continues to tick yeah. up in production.
1: It's the it's Tim, ha- Tim Hardaway. It's the Tim Hardaway thinking. Like, you signed yeah. Tim Hardaway for 18 million, knowing he's worth more, he's really worth 15. And you're hoping that... um. At the time, this is what they were saying. You're hoping he grows into his role so you can justify paying him that much money.
2: Yeah, exactly. And my thing is that you also have to look at it this way too. Like this top point guy's coming in a draft. Will the Knicks be able to get a top pick? Now, the way it's looking at the moment, Knicks have three first round picks. The Clippers pick is going to be late. You know that. Right. The Knicks pick is going to be a little later as well because the Knicks look like they're going to make the playoffs. Right. So the Knicks are not even going to be in the lottery. Right. Unfortunately, Dallas has played better, and it looks like the Dallas pick is not gonna be in the lottery as well. Exactly. So those picks are gonna probably be around the 19, 20,
1: 20 exactly. 21 range. So it's not gonna be a top 10 pick.
2: Exactly for so, Alonzo. So it's like we have no, we have no, we're probably not gonna have a chance at Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, or anybody like that. So it's like, why not bring in another young point guard then that you know is you know, he's on he's on the um he's on the rise mm-hmm. and he's gonna be a good fit. And he can get him for years to come, and he fits the trajectory of the team. So, you know, think of, looking at it from that standpoint, I would pay Lonzo the money. So you would, you would give him the eighteen to twenty million. I would give him the money, yeah. Woo! I be more, honestly, Woo! I
0: think he could be more than that. I mean, we got to see how he ends the season. I mean, the Pelicans also aren't really winning, you know right? I mean? so that that could be its own thing. Um, the thing is with the picks, by the way, I think it's uh, the Clippers' pick is a swap. Oh, is it's a swap. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a swap. We don't have the extra one. It's basically. Oh yeah, it is a
1: swap. If, it, if we're not going to swap yeah, the Clippers, yeah. though, like.
0: I mean, be- uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Probably- <laughs> yeah. But um, so my thing is, I actually don't feel bad at all about paying Lonzo. That doesn't actually worry me. I can't see a scenario where Lonzo is so bad, especially just watching like you know him getting better and better every year. I don't see a scenario where he's so bad that it's the worst contract in the league and we're stuck. Yeah. I, and even then, I actually think if you sign Lonzo and in two years it's not working. I think the way our team is looking and the players growing around him, you'll be able to trade him and a pick and get something else from someone else. Maybe, so, well, maybe. if yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I just don't see a scenario where Lonzo at 20 million a year, we're like dragged down by a 25-year-old Lonzo in terms of the cap, right? Yeah. So for me, it's like the, the trade to me is more if it is something yeah. I'm more debating versus signing him. I'm like, there's not... I'm just saying, we need PG yeah. help unless we're not getting lottery luck this year. There aren't really that many great PGs on the market. We get an option to do hopefully have something like what Randall did, you know, for us at the power forward position, potentially from the guard spot. Don't forget, Lonzo's a number two pick. He was an elite. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. So it's gonna be it's so gonna be like, a, it's going to be a first. Like,
0: yeah, that's so happening. Gonna, yeah, but I'm happy to toss him the bag. I'm serious. Not the max, but if we can get him for, I think what is his max must be like 25. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think his and max I'm, is
1: 25. Yeah, but his if you can get him
0: for anywhere between like a 17 to 21, I'm down, man. And even if you can make it like two years in team, and a player option even, you know what I mean? You could do something interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I'm down to 17. We have 17 in cap right now. We have players coming off the books. You know what it is? It's just building a team at that point because you're going to have right. Mitch coming off the books yeah. in two years. You're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with Randall. We're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with RJ. We're going to have like, yeah, all these subsequent decisions. I mean, RJ is a couple of years around. Bro. I'm not even going to mention RJ right now, but... We have a bunch of, you know what it is though, too, it's depending on how good we are, because really what happens is if we're good, like if we're good, good, that's when teams, that's when players have to come here for the cheap. So like if we're, if we're in, we're in New York, we're making the playoffs, Uh, we have Randall, maybe, who knows, maybe Randall even takes another step. That's scary. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he know, uh, we get power forward help he can save his legs he's even stronger the passing gets crisper he's hitting threes at a higher rate then people start to come here cheaper for well, you get you start to get those veterans for you know one year for, for vet minimum <laughs> so maybe that maybe that is the path but um i think about it man i think about it as you as raw all y'all saying y'all would do the 20 and i'm just like man i think about it i think about it people have changed my mind before <laughs> People, to change my mind before. Salute to the chat, man. Salute to the chat. Really good show. I think I'm gonna wrap it up here after I shout the chat and shout out the super chats. Man, y'all going hand today with the
2: super chats? Appreciate it. For yes, sure. yes. Yeah, we have, most definitely we appreciate it. Most super definitely. appreciate.
1: To the man. Chat. Shout out to the super chats, man, and the chat and everybody who just who supports the Kot show and all the next content creators. Salute you, uh, man. We can't do this without y'all, and it's a crazy fan base. It's a really rapid fan base, we're happy to be a part of this rapid. Fan base family, for real. All right. But shout out to John Mark, who sent a 20 dollars super chat on the sneak. I didn't even see when that dropped in, but shout out to you, John <laughs> Mark. Um, Also, shout out to you, SK, who sends a 5 dollars super chat. Says, Terry, your mom needs to make it on the KOT show, too. Definitely,
0: Trey yeah. needs to be
1: on here. For I'm a, I'm sure. I'll make it happen. For sure. We're going to make that happen. we definitely going to make that happen, too. And yeah. And I'm available for some post-game nights, too. So I'll be able to actually hit y'all's show um, as well. So...
0: Yeah, we we're gonna next we to
1: like, do something for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But salute to the chat as well. Shout out to Fritz alicindor who's always rocking with us, man. Uh, shout out to Cody. Cody's been rocking with us for so long. I feel like he might have been like, I, <laughs> I feel like he's been listening to us for like three years. But shout out to Cody. Uh, shout out to Abdul Diallo. Uh, shout out to Junior Karoma. Rich Jim, first lady, yo, first lady of sports. Welcome. Hold on, first of all. <laughs> First lady of sports, welcome. And I always have to salute the ladies because ladies don't be coming through like that. So any lady who's here, who's going to represent for the Knicks fans, I got to salute you. Give us a big shout out. So shout out to the first lady of sports, man. Thank you for being here and enjoying the show with us. All right. Um. Also, yo, shout out to my cousin, my fake cousin, Winston Ellis. Shout out to you, my guy. I'm glad to see you too as well. Shout out to all the mods. Um. And yeah, anybody else in chat, nick him up. I see you active as well. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Salute to you. I hope you enjoyed the show. All right. And another, oh, so another super chat. Shout out to you, first lady of sports. It says, Remember when you trade for Lonzo, you have his early bird rights, which will not count against the Knicks cap. See, this is why this is, shout out to you shout out to First Lady of Sports who's, who's okay, dropping the lady. knowledge too. Okay, first dropping lady. the knowledge. Let's go, first lady of sports.
0: I mean, they would be so dope, right? To mm-hmm. be able to watch what people bid and then match. Right. You know what I mean. Cause then, then you now you know you're not betting against yourself. So yeah, shout out to that comment, first lady of sports. Yeah, you know what it is, first
1: lady of sports. You're absolutely right. But the 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 um I guess the trepidation or the nervousness comes in when you know that the Pelicans and their GM historically yeah takes advantage of people in trades <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> The calves, the calves, they benefited from it. Trust me. So, when you're talking about what do we give it for Lonza Ball and you think about who we have to deal with to get him in the building at first, it, it makes you think, like, man, he's going to ask for the house, yeah, plus the bricks, plus the builder, plus the <laughs> land that's built on. Like, he's going to ask for it all. So, and the cement. And the cement, yeah. yeah <laughs> and the workers and the, everybody. Like, he wants the whole kick and caboodle. And so,
0: he's going to want it done quickly, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Exactly. And if he wants it done quickly,
2: bruh.
0: I just hit the bra button for
1: you guys who didn't hear me. No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> Keep quickly in the building. And that's what really um, makes me nervous. That makes me nervous more than, than pain. You know what I mean? Because if we are able to get Lonzo in the building without giving up picks, then you can use those picks for the, the, the quote unquote disgruntled star. To put us over the head, <laughs> to put us over that, you know, put us over the edge. You know what I mean? Because we do have a, we have yeah. to do have an abundance of picks.
0: Yep. And next next year trade deadline is gonna be an interesting one. So I feel like you kind of don't do anything too crazy till then. Exactly. So we, yeah, but we're, we're in the rise, man. It's all happening. We we have such a good path in front of us. I'm like, they can't screw this up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can't. Yo, between World Wide West. Um, hold on. I hit the button.
0: Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. And
1: I, I played the World Wide West drop for Terry and Ryan, who don't know. <laughs> All right. So, shout out to World Wide West. Shout out to Brock Aller, who told Tom Thibodeau no when he wanted to trade RJ Barrett. So, big yo. Gunshots for that. We still got our guys intact. We have guys here who are big thinkers who can, you know, think beyond today. So, I've I'm confident that we're going to make the correct moves, and even if I personally don't like it, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they've been right more than wrong so far. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. All right, cool. That's 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 our show, man. I think we've talked about it enough. Um, thank you guys for the super chat. Um, appreciate it. going. Think of ways to grow the channel. I have ideas on how to grow the channel. Um, I'm excited to, to test these out to see how how if y'all like it or not. I'm excited, like excited. And if I if my tests go correctly, um, y'all yeah, should be excited too. All right, cool. <laughs> so salute to yo. Thanks, yo, thanks, Terry, for coming through. Um, yo, plug your stuff,
0: talk your stuff. Where can they find you? You know what it is? At NYK Terry and Trey on Twitter. I've been going ham on Twitter this season. Oh, Twitter's, yeah. been a <laughs> Twitter's been a blast. I'm tweeting the game, I'm tweeting memes, I'm doing it all. And me and my mommy do the post game every night. Gonna have some different types of content too coming soon. That's what's up. So thanks. Shout out to the chat, man. Friday night here rocking with us. Yo, shout man. the weekend. Man. This is such a great season, just even for Nick fandom. You know, we always cool. We're always together. We always know each other. But just like being able to celebrate together this year, just on Twitter, on YouTube. It's been, it's been a blast, man. And I, I'm seeing the support for everyone in the comments. Man. The city is lit. City is yes. lit. It's yes. Dope. It's, yes. Dope. <laughs> it, it's dope. It's a good feeling. And we're not even that good yet. You know what I mean? So it's great.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Facts. Man. I, love, I love the buzz of the city. If we can get
2: some playoff action. Oh, man. Yo, it's going, oh, boy. Oh, boy <laughs> Sheesh. Yo, yo, New York is going to be on fire. Sheesh. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. And I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. If we hit the playoffs, I'm
1: gonna be excited. Exactly. Excited. Oh, yo! I don't even do my manscape ad. I have to do that too for you guys. I'm sorry. All right. But, but yo, shout out to you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna shout you out and then we're gonna do the manscape ad real quick. So y'all can laugh at me and my ridiculous, um, script. <laughs> All right, go ahead.
2: All right. So you can find me on Instagram, G sir G is chilling. Sir
1: G is chilling.
2: That's S I R. G is C H I L L I N, and you can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. That's right,
1: Ryan yes. G A K O. Yo, we got yo, shout out to Antoine. So we got cash, man. Y'all love me. Y'all love me today. I feel overwhelmed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antoine says the caption says support. Oh, just supporting you, miss you on KFTV. So, salute to you, man. Salute to you for sure, man. Appreciate all the support. Everybody was giving me love. Uh, yeah, all week, man. Definitely does not go unnoticed, Antoine. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And to wrap it up, let's get to the funnies. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the funnies. Uh, all right, Terry, don't laugh at me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't laugh at me, all right? All right, all right. Here we go. So as you know, Shout out to Manscaped, that is our our first sponsor. Right? And they done, they done and shout out to you guys because y'all supported by hitting that KOT code because according to Manscaped. So y'all definitely supporting. But um, yeah, shout out to you to the Manscaped, our first sponsor. Um, it says that, uh, did you fill out your bracket yet? I know Ryan did, and he's his bracket is still intact. It says, yes, uh, sponsors yes, yes. at Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Want to remind you to do so. The Precision Engineer Tools of your family jewels will help you turn your Kentucky wildcat and your pants into a South Carolina. I'm not going to say what they just wrote. I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it, but you get the idea. All right. If you, yeah. if you follow college ball, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just hit the Bruh. for, for them. giving me that. College. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, but it doesn't matter because you're going to support anyway and hit that KOT. All right. So <laughs> Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for any college basketball fans. It's going to be 20% off plus free shipping with the code KOT. And as always, Ryan, you know what to do. Um, You also have to get that Trimmer 3.0. It's good in the shower. Um, It doesn't nick your pants, Um, I mean, nick your hairs and it's waterproof and it comes with an LED light so you can see what's going on. So get that Trimmer 3.0 as well. It works out great for you guys and always, as always, as Ryan says, get the ball deodorant. That's right. (laughs) Best cap secret. Big fresh. Big fresh. And that's no cap. I actually use it. It actually works pretty good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Like not even not like not even separate from this thing. Like it's it's actually pretty good. All right. Cool. That is our show. (laughs) <laughs> Terry you okay I, I'm chilling bro I'm chilling chillin'? you chilling chillin'? let's he's, go you's alright
0: Next in the playoffs baby
1: <laughs> Next in the playoffs baby <laughs> that is our show go KOT <laughs> hit that manscape <laughs> we get out of here wait wait oh I see one more super chat I'm sorry JT Reddick he sends a $4.99 $9 super chat says salute to the trio give Alonzo bag 17 million a year half IQ run combo I'm with that Yeah, I'm with it too. I'm with that. I'm with that. So shout out to you, JT Reddick. I'm glad I caught you super chat so you can be heard. That is our show. We out of here. Peace.